Just a couple throws that he'd like to have back. Kevin Stefanski's going for the knockout punch, fourth and inches. Good evening and welcome to the fourth and inches podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukti Puni, Ryan Edwardson, and Alex Grazier. Greetings and welcome to a special edition of the Fourth and Inches Franchise Podcast. Once again, we have a very special guest um, on the line with us today. So today we've got Graham Henderson, known as the Kilted Texan. And judging by that name, I don't think it'll take you guys too long to figure out who we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about the Houston Texans, another team who I'm very excited to be talking about. Whether it be good or bad, we'll leave that up to you. But at the end of the day, the Houston Texans, we must say, have been very much prevalent in the news over the course of the last few months. Uh, you know, and it's a, it's an interesting time to be a Texan fan. So, Graham, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on. No, it's a pleasure having you on. Um, we appreciate your participation in some of our WhatsApp groups. And, you know, we're very thankful to have you on to talk all things Houston Texans. Now, I'm sorry to obviously bring up last season, but we've got to start from, you know, there um, when, when, you know, and that's what we've done with all the teams or will be doing with all the teams. So the Texans finished last season with a four and 12 record. Um, a lot of people were expecting a lot more considering the season before they were that close to knocking off the Chiefs in the playoffs, weren't they? And, you know, it, things yeah. have just all of a sudden gone from that to being four and 12 and th there's more to it than just the record as well obviously you know you've you, you know the way things have been with um your former head coach Bill O'Brien also being you know the acting GM the loss of uh well before the start of the season you, you know you've obviously lost DeAndre Hopkins uh yeah. a massive massive loss um you know in your receiving corp Deshaun Watson still had a decent season though when it comes to his numbers, didn't he? Um, but what what was your overall thoughts on the the four and twelve on on last season? Mm. Um, yeah, last season was it was a bit of a come down, you know, um, from having such a strong position, obviously in that Chiefs game before the the wheels really come off um, in that playoff game. I think the Chiefs went and scored on us seven times in a row, mm -hmm. seven unanswered scoring drives and you really can't do that when you're away from home playing against such a good team and I think there was well I certainly was looking into booking tickets for the, the championship game back at NRG because it would have been against the Titans uh, at home and from from being at the highs of that uh, experience to then the off-season trade of the show um DeAndre Hopkins um, not really getting much in return for such a high caliber talent. You really started to see the cracks appearing in the ex in what we even had a little discussion about the experiment of Bill O'Brien and the, the GM head coach role. Um, yeah. I, I think it could work in some teams, but I don't think it was really right for our team. Um, mm. And then we went into the season. I think we had one of the hardest opening four games 
oh, for yeah. five games. He had the Ravens in, in, the, in the past yeah. twenty years or something. You know, it was it was yeah. quite a hard schedule to start off with. Yeah. So to to I I would have been happy if we'd come out of that first four with even one win. Yeah. Um, that would have been amazing. But obviously that compacted with the 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 sore defeat of last year, the big trade uh, a hawk, and then going into that schedule. You, you then, you've got the fans' backs up. You've got everyone's eyes on you. Bill O'Brien had to do something quick. He couldn't do it. Then we, we moved on from him. And then after that, you know, your season is just an open book of anything can happen. Yeah. You know, it could have been the catalyst, but it ended up um, catapulting us even further down. So it was, you know, it was a tough watch last season. Yeah, 100%. Um, where, where do you think, other than, obviously, that a lot of the blame has been put on Bill O'Brien, but... Obviously, a lot of the personnel bar DeAndre Hopkins. Where do you, where do you think things went wrong? Was it the case of not having enough ammunition to build? Obviously, we know about you know the fact you didn't have a first round draft pick. Um, well, yeah. for a while now. But where do you think things have gone wrong last season in terms of the building? Because, like you say, when you look at the stats, Deshaun Watson actually didn't have a bad season, did he? He actually had one of his yeah, best. Yeah, he had a, he had a strong he had a strong yeah. season. Yeah, um, he still had good like receiving talent there, you know. Mm. But if, if if you look through our season, just things started going wrong. You know, Will Fuller was staying fit, but then he was testing positive for PEDS. Yeah. Those, and, and he was the number one guy, you know. He, he can have huge impacts in games. Mm. And he was becoming Deshaun's go-to guy with yeah. Brandon Cooks following up as the WR2. Then you lose that guy. So... I, I'm surprised that Sean had such a good year considering he'd lost his first guy, mm. his second guy, and then he was down to his third guy. Yeah. He's still still making magic happen. 100%. And Will Fuller is going to be another miss. I mean, people sort of undervalue that. Yes, he had his problems with the Peds and, you know, his off-season issues. But at the end of the day, he is someone who, you know, you can... <laughs> He, he's oh, yeah. amazing, isn't he? And, you know, the Dolphins are definitely going to benefit from that, um, you know, in, in the new season. So it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, how he, how he does. And also, Kenny Stills didn't really work out either, did he? I mean, he had... Um... No, um, Kenny Stills, in his first first year there, he was okay. And then it just seemed to taper off and he wasn't really interested. And yeah. I, I don't really know what happened there. Um I was quite. I I didn't actually mind Kenny Stills coming over yeah. as part of the Tunzel trade. You know, we gave up a lot for Tunzel, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. A lot of people like they go they, like, they go back to that quote, you know, from the blind side. First you get the house, then you get the insurance. You know. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I seen Deshaun and and Tunzel as. It was the house, then the insurance. You know, and yeah. you you pay a lot to protect your your key asset. So. Exactly. What are your thoughts on, obviously, in the past, you know, there's been a lot of criticism of the offensive line. You know, I know you, you obviously previously drafted Titus Howard. Um, yeah. You know, he's... There's always been this talk about Deshaun Watson not being able to get that sort of level of protection, but he still managed to do okay, you know, relatively speaking, didn't he, even with that offensive line in play? Yeah, he can... Yeah, he, the, the offensive lines, I, I I still think it's trending up just now. Yeah. You know, um, Howard Tunzel, I, I like Mark Sharpin. You know, Charlie Heck yeah. is going to be in there. We signed we signed a, a, a good few guys in the off season. 
you know, to plug up that position five, got rid of Nick Martin, obviously after a couple of issues last season with like, you know, especially in the Colts game when when we had the goal line snap that was missed, oh. you know, for the win. Um, but I think I, I, if you if you even look at last season, there was like nine games that we were one score. Yeah. You know, that, that just sums up the better sweetness of the game. You know, you can yeah. you can still be bad, but you can still be in there. And for right. us to have lost like eight or nine games by one score just shows you that we weren't that far away. Yeah, exactly. But from a front office and management standpoint, we were that far away. And that was yeah, that that's what it was. It came down to that and, and maybe an an understrength defense. Yeah. You know, our defense just it was like uh, osmosis at some points. Yeah, you saw in press conferences. I mean, JJ, what he looked done pretty much halfway through the season. He was playing. I think I read he was playing. He played the most snaps out of any sort of defensive player in the league. Um, someone at this point when he's probably looking at only playing, you know, at least seventy odd percent of the snaps. Now he's playing, you know, in the high nineties. How frustrating yeah. is that for him? You know, having you know gone through all the injuries he's gone through, all the, you know dedication he's given to that to the city of uh, Houston and then all of a sudden just finding that players around him just aren't doing the job and you can see in the press conferences how frustrated he was with with the whole thing and it's no surprise obviously that he was obviously let go I think it, it worked it worked well for both sides obviously you know you don't want to play on a heavy contract as well do you as well yeah it was a, it was an amicable kind of mm. mutual kind of partner ways there um I know that when we talked about trading JJ away that a lot of people thought maybe his contract was too heavy but if you look at what he's been offered the money isn't that far away no so really I don't see that there was an issue there but I think like I'm not going to bash JJ because you know he I'm not a Houston native but I go there so much I you can see how much he means to the city Houston, everything he did was like Harvey relief. Just like the the guy's just Houston, you know. Yeah. And although he was injured a few times, I think that last season he tried to just. That's why he played so many snaps. He wanted to carry the team, and yeah. I just think you you said there maybe just let down by one or two um, teammates, and it just broke the camel's back, really, didn't it? Yeah, no, hundred percent now. Obviously, moving onwards and upwards now, the whole situation has changed. Bill O'Brien has obviously been relieved of his duties, and rightly so, from both positions. Um, you know, clearly, the whole structure is a complete mess in terms of, you know, the draft picks you've got. You know, was Laramie Tunsil worth all this? You know, and then the situation now with DeAndre Hopkins and not getting enough for someone of his time. I mean, you talk about, you know, trade value now. Um, Julio Jones, people are talking. People are still negotiating. Um, teams are trying to negotiate, you know, still high picks for Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins still in the prime of his career. It's not as if he's like a Julio Jones who's towards the tail end of his career, you'd argue. So it's no surprise that obviously you know, these decisions had been made, um, you know, by the regime. But what are your thoughts on David Cully coming in as the new head coach? Obviously, he comes in as a... A coach, vast experience. I know he's been with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Actually, I think it was one of his first coaching gigs in the NFL was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he's been pretty much everywhere. And then Nick Casario as your new GM. Um, you know, what are your sort of thoughts on that? Uh, they've pretty much been given 
an impossible task, haven't they, really? Yeah, it's like one of those poison chalice kind of deals, isn't it? Um, mm. Cully, I know Cully got a lot of stick when he first took the job or was first offered the job. You know, the guy's not going to turn an opportunity like this down. The yeah. guy's been banging about the league for, I think, 30 plus years. Yeah. And he's never had the chance at a head coaching job. Right. You know, I'm going to be one of those fans who's going to give him that chance. I yeah. want to see the product he's going to put on the field. Sure. And I'm not, I'm not going to be too hard on him either because he's... He's got to make this product with what's what he what's been left. Yeah. You know, it's 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 going to be a tough challenge for the guy. So, I'm 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 certainly not going to be riding his back from day one. Yeah. You know that's that that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. That that wouldn't be fair. Uh, as for Nick, very clever football guy, from from what I'm led to believe. Uh, you've seen the kind of moves he's been making in the off season. You know, a lot of signings. Obviously, sees um, wealth and people that others don't. I I certainly know for a fact that um, certainly in the linebacking core they've been learning all three positions as yeah. linebackers. You know they they want they want to put out a product that's interchangeable. You know they they don't want to rely on people being too positional heavy. They want them yeah. to be plug and play. We can and hey, the product they put on the field is a positive product. And it shows value to the future. Then I, I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah, 100%. But it is a tough task, and I think he, he's done a he's done a crazy job. I mean, it's hard to keep up as a Texans fan. I mean, free agency. I mean, what 30 plus acquisitions? Um, you, you know, and that's not including sort of players that you've lost. I mean, you've lost, you know, some um, high caliber sort of talent as well. Um, I can't remember. Did you lose um, Bernadette McKinney? Did, did he? Did he go? Yeah, Bernard McKinney, he's in Miami as well. Yeah, he went to Miami as well, didn't he? So yeah, I just remembered you're talking about the linebacking call. He's another one, vastly experienced linebacker, you know, you've yeah, you've lost. But looking at some of your acquisitions, I mean, I'm just going through it now. So obviously Tyrod Taylor, um, you know, quarterback position. Um, yeah, we all and I know we said we weren't gonna sort of do, go into the detail about Deshaun Watson, but obviously we've got to face facts without going into details of what's happened because that's not yeah. our place but you could potentially find yourself in a situation where Deshaun Watson is not the quarterback is Tyrod Taylor the right sort of stopgap quarterback to have um he to me he seems to be to be okay in that sense you know because he's been there with the Chargers he's been there with the Bills the Browns he's been that sort of stopgap before sort of a rookie yeah. comes in um obviously we will talk about the draft prospects in a moment, but obviously you've got Tyrod, um, you know, Mark Ingram, uh, you've just signed Rex Burkhead the other day, I've just read. Yeah. Um, you've got Philip Lindsay, you know, it's just it's just a crazy amount of talent. And a lot of these players, when you look at them on the surface, a lot of them look like they've got a point to prove. Um, yeah. I'm even looking at um, your tight ends. I mean, I'm a Bucks fan, so Anthony O'Claire, um, huge amount of respect for the guy in the tight end position, but obviously he was never going to get that opportunity at the Buccaneers. Another guy who's got somewhat a point to prove and you've just kind of made acquisitions in every position haven't you literally with guys who have just prove it you know yeah. deals so what what's your sort of look at on the roster prior to the draft what was your thoughts on what the Texans were doing um for for me I, I thought they had to to focus more on the defense you know that really needed a lot of help and yeah. I think 
from what I'm led to believe on the roster just now, we've got like say ten linebackers signed just now currently. Sure. You know, but that just shows you that they've went linebacker heavy. They know they're trying to find the right fits in there. Um, obviously, the running backs. I think there's six signed currently just now, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of them, as you've mentioned, high caliber players sign at deals. You know, let's prove it. Um, I'm actually quite stoked about some of the names we've got in the backfield there. You know, very talented group of individuals there. So it's going to yeah. be very, like, competition's going to be hot at OTAs. Well, you know, I'm um, a big fan of Desmond King um, since he was at the Chargers, to be honest. I've always uh, liked what he can do on the field. Not really been given that opportunity. He's good at special teams as well. Terrence Mitchell, someone um, at the Browns. Um, I think, you know, is is also a good sort of acquisition. Um, you've kept Vernon Hargreaves on. I, I don't think he didn't quite do it for me as a book or as a Texan, to be fair. I think in the playoffs, he was very costly as well, wasn't he? He played, he played in that Chiefs game, didn't he? As far as I remember. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was... Yeah, Hargreaves, he hasn't been... I, I've seen him get burnt a lot. Yeah, well, I know. found that a lot. In, yeah. Frustrating, frustrating player. I mean... It, and it, you know, it'll be like a big third down, you know, third and 21. And you know who they're going after. There yeah. are certain individuals in our, our, yeah. in, in our backs. That do, and and sure. Hargreaves was one of those guys that, yeah. that was getting um, focused on. Yeah, of course. Which was a shame. Yeah. It was a shame for us, but we just need better talent. You know. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's all about. And now with all the other acquisitions you've made, hopefully now it will spur him on to try and do better because at the end of it, you don't get too many chances in the NFL. No. You can't make no, it. No, that's, that's one thing. Yeah. Exactly. And, and this is no disrespect to the Texans because they've been a great franchise over the course of the last, you know, five, ten years that I've watched them. But now at this time, the Texans are looked at as one of the sort of the rosters. If you can't make it in that roster, then you're going to really struggle to sort of make it in... Um, other teams and that like I said not trying to disrespect them it's just the current situation as it stands doesn't it with everything that's going on um yeah there's like when you look at our roster you might not think there's many heavy hitters in there I think that's what people look at with the Texans just now you know if you look around the league at other rosters there'll be like household names in there you know and the Texans yes they've got Watson and whatever happens will happen with that situation but yeah. more likely than not he won't be playing this year but um, so that's your that, that's your one of your last um, superstar names yeah. and then you've got look at the rest of the roster and then you've got like Tyler Taylor journeyman for the, for the yeah. TV you know and you just hope that they don't do him wrong if he does them right if you know yeah. what I mean yeah. So, say he has a couple of bad games, he doesn't get hooked for like Davis Mills or whatever. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't be fair. No, I completely understand that. And like you said, it might rally the team together because no one's expecting anything from the Houston Texans this season. It may just be a case that David Cully, you know, rallies around them and the whole players rally around them. You just never know. Because let's face it, the AFC South isn't, and we will talk about it, it's it's a funny division. Like, you know, you you... you not guaranteed that you know some of these teams are just going to hit home and you know win win the division. It can just change, you know, just from yeah. one end to the other. Just because 
the Jaguars have drafted Trevor Lawrence doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be, um, you know, hot the first season. He could have a Peyton Manning rookie season for all we know. So yeah. it would be interesting. But looking ahead at the draft, obviously, we know the Texans didn't have many picks in the draft. Um, a lot of people were caught by surprise when they did draft Davis Mills, the QB, not because of Davis Mills, because actually some analysts had him even down as going at number 32 to my Buccaneers. So, you know, it's one of them situations where the talent is potentially there. A lot of people do like him, but you just they just felt that the Texans had more needs than going QB with the first pick. What was your initial thoughts when you drafted Davis Mills at that point? Did you think it was the right decision or you still feel that was a bit of a bit of a strange one? Well, this year's draft, with everything that was going on, um, with the franchise, you know, with all the, the problems with the head office and that, you know, I took a step back from the draft this year because, yeah. you, you know, you didn't really have much of the top picks in that. But from what I've, I've seen of the Texans in the last couple of years, they do pick the best talent available mm. at the pick. Yeah, you know when the, when you drop that far down, yeah, they're not necessarily player. filling a hole. They're just picking the best, yeah, player available on the board. That's not a bad and thing. To them, yeah, no, no, not at all. You know, and I, I think they probably went down that route, mm. knowing what they knew was coming. You know, it doesn't hurt to have a good talent QB in the room, learning off a journeyman. You know, seeing how you should. Uh, conduct yourself in meetings because Tyrod Taylor he's he's been around the league he knows how to come in take his notes do his study time you know that's not a bad thing to show these young guys so yeah 100% and to be honest with you I think you're spot on with the value picks because Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan are two players I mean we do a draft show where we do draft analysis Brevin Jordan was my third tight end um, in the whole draft so I think from a value standpoint I couldn't believe that he, he dropped that far, to be honest. I was expecting him to be third round, you know, easily. So the fact that you got Davis Mills, who a lot of people projected as a first or second round pick, mainly second round, early third, let's say. Brevin Jordan as well, later on in the draft. Nico Collins, someone who's got high pedigree at Michigan as well. Um, I think you've done really well in the offensive positions in the draft for what you yeah. could get. I mean, considering you only had sort of five picks in the draft, yeah. I think you've done well. Um, I'm not going to lie, don't know too much about Lopez and, uh, you know, Wallow um, in the linebacking defensive tackle positions. But at the end of the day, if you can get them in sort of special teams or anything like that, you know, it's going to end up benefiting, you know, the franchise. So for me, I thought overall, um, you you, you, they did okay from the best they could. They weren't obviously going to get a high grade on the draft because yeah. there's just a lack of picks, lack of top-tier talent available. But you've done the best you can getting the best player available. Yeah, so you, you, you'd have been in the same boat um, with, with Brevin Jordan. If he, was on the, if he was on the board and you had him so high, if he was on the board when you were picking that low, you'd yeah. have been going... We're, we're taking oh, this I, I it's going. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I mean, I like yeah. Aikens. Um, he's a he's a good tight end, but you need in this position, you need someone who um, you you need more than one good tight end league. You, you know, someone who can pass, block, yeah. you know, um, catch. You know, there's so many different gadgety plays. He can even come in sort of as a running back. To be honest, he's that kind yeah. of individual. I think he's a very very talented player, uh, Brevin Jordan, and. You know, definitely wish him all the best. Uh, definitely someone I'm rooting for in the new season. Um, 
obviously looking ahead to the new season now, obviously the schedule is out. Um, what are your sort of feelings about the AFC South? Obviously, there's been a lot of changes with some of these rosters. Uh, you know, obviously the Jaguars, we're all aware of Trevor Lawrence, obviously number one pick in the draft. Um, you've got the Colts now, uh, Philip Rivers retiring and Carson Wentz coming in, going into familiar territory with the head coach who is, um, you, you know, he's had experience with in a winning sense. Yeah. You've also got the Titans who at the same time, they've not lost too many pieces, um, you, you know, in the team. Um, they've still got obviously, you know, the quarterback, the running back, the offensive line, maybe a little bit sort of depleted, but they're still up there and going to be challenging. How, where, where do you see the Texans being in the new season? Um, do you see them sort of potentially causing an upset and challenging for a playoff spot? What, what are your sort of feelings on, on this? Yeah, um, for the Texans, I think it's really a case of let's just reevaluate what we can do. Um, let everyone get in the door, put out a good product on the field, you know, build confidence and look to build again for the future because I, I really can't see it being like a splash season, you know, yeah. even with some of these good running back signings and everything. I, I genuinely think it's going to be between the Colts and the Titans. The, the Jaguars aren't there. No. You know, I think we'll probably... A lot of pundits have got us down as having a perfect season on reverse, you know, with the zero at the front. But I I think the Jags and us will we'll scrap out. We'll probably share one win each. Um, yeah. Between uh, within the division, but I can see the the Colts and the Titans battling out for number one. The Titans, I think, have weakened quite quite substantially. Um, you know. I, I don't know what they're doing just now. You know, mm. I think they're, they're they're so high on the the Henry, um, the Henry train that they think that will maybe win them games when maybe this season it won't. Mm. Um, just talk about injuries, call- isn't it? And then so Derek Henry, yeah. which you know could easily happen for a running back, and your whole season is then sort of depleted. Oh, yeah. Um, the Colts, Carson Wentz. Decent quarterback, but will he suffer from a bit of PTSD? You know, he, he got banged up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's ever been quite the same. Yeah, it, it definitely... He, play, he plays with a bit of fear now. Yeah. But like you said, he's got familiar... He's got a familiar head yeah. coach with him that could rejuvenate him. You know, it's it, it's difficult one. And to a very see. good O-line. Yeah, a, a very good O-line. A very good O-line. Yeah, their GM's done a tremendous job in, in fixing that team over the course. I mean, the Colts generally tend to draft well and they don't make the big splashes in free agency. Um, yes. We kind of build for need. And, you know, I think, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think those two teams are definitely going to be the top. And the Jags, it's hard to say. I mean, with you, you know, I get the Trevor Lawrence aspect, but it doesn't, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. It's going to take a lot no. to build that franchise. Their defense still got question marks. You know, so at the end of the day, you'll be interesting to see where we go. But obviously, the Texans now changes are being made. You know, new regime. Hopefully, now this is the first step to trying to build a franchise. And even if you do get sort of a top five pick, it's not necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day, you, you're going to get a top tier talent 
and you can build upon that, can't you? Um, do you have a first round pick na- next year? Actually, you do, don't you? I don't. I don't think we do. I, I could think, be wrong I think on you that. Do actually, because I think looking at the mock drafts, because I, I actually, funny enough, I've been looking at twenty two mock drafts. I'm sure the Texans are in there. Let me just have a. All right. Let me have a quick look while you're here, just so. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So they're, they're are we back, back in? Yeah. So you've got. So we're back in. Yeah. You know, back in. It's hard to. It was hard to remember how many, how much we gave up. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Isn't um, it? Yeah. So you are back in. So if you have a top five pick, I mean, let's say the Deshaun Watson. I mean, I mean, either way, I don't think Deshaun's coming back to Houston. Even prior to all the stuff that's gone on. He's been unhappy for a while as well with the whole Texans regime, similar to JJ Watt. And I think it's probably fair to say that for both parties, it's probably best that, you know, they get what they can for him. And hopefully yeah. if he comes out, of, you, know, you know, if he does come out of this in a way where he can continue his footballing career, you may actually get some high capital for him as well. And that will then put you in a situation where you can potentially look at, you know, getting top picks. But there's there's good there's some good quarterbacks in, in next year's draft. Um, Sam Howell, mm-hmm. one I like from North Carolina, um, for example. So there's definitely an opportunity there for the Texans to sort of rebuild. Uh, Spencer Rattler as well. Um, there's, there's, there is options out there for them. So I think it's going to be an interesting one for the Texans. But like you said, it's going to be one of them where maybe you're going to have to be the fan base is going to have to be patient with the coaching staff and the team. And you're just going to have to yeah. hope for the best, really. I think their patience has been tried slightly by um, with uh, Jack Easterby's hold on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a name that isn't very well liked in, in the Houston fan bases. You know, it's well, honestly, well worth reading the Sports Illustrated article about him. Yeah. You know, um, anyone uh, wanting to check it out, you should look it up. Um, yeah. it's, there's some eye-opening stuff in there and you can see why certain players didn't fit the mould right. um, because he had so much influence this, this is, I think he's the guy that pulled the trigger on the, the Hopkins trade sure. you know, and it wasn't a case of how much we can get from him, it was just a case of let's just move on from him Yeah, you know, which is ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Like, even, isn't, even it, yeah, it frontal, just it completely get... is so, yeah it's not like he wasn't performing. Like he was having no, no, not at all. It's not like he had a top receiver there, wasn't performing or had injuries. There was nothing there to suggest that he was worth anything less than a first round, at least in that trade deal. And I, I generally think it was just his personality didn't suit. Yeah, and he had too much locker room influence. It no. generally, you know, the 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 name that Easterby gets called Littlefinger. Mm. in certain circles, you know, because of his, like, can I yeah. um, whisper in ways? Um, and the guy's got quite a lofty position at the team. Yeah. Uh, I, I know a lot of people who've handed back their season tickets um, yeah. because of it. Wow. You know, and that just shows you the state of the franchise, you know. Yeah, ironically. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. How, that's how um, disheartened a lot, a lot of the fan base is. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of guys who will not spend another penny on the Texans until he's gone. Yeah, no, that is a shame. You know, and sometimes, sometimes people don't see that looking in, you know. Yeah. So that just shows you how deep rooted all these problems are. Yeah, exactly. And the Houston fan base—I mean, they've been through a lot in the past. Obviously, you know, you have the situation with the Oilers, um, and then you know having to move out. 
you know, they're, they're, they're a fan base who have had to be patient for a good number of decades, you know, having, you know, teams come in and out of the city yeah. and then be overlooked as a, as a base. And, you know, some of the fans in Houston are some of the, you know, best ones, you know, best, oh, you, you know, got the old, got the old uh, Astrodome uh, stadium. Um, you, you know, there's lots of, lots of good memories there in Houston. And I think it is a shame. And also looking at it, I mean, the baseball situation, they had to go through all that as well, all the, um, you know, nonsense there. So it's, it's not been... Yeah, so it's tough. And, and it's Texas, of course, you know, it's a football state. And for them to not have a team for so long after having yeah. a team, yeah. and then for them to feel now, like, I, I thought Bob McNair did okay taking, yeah. get, you know, getting the Houston Texans back. And a lot of people aren't so keen on Cal. Um, and it's, it's just a shame that it's had to go that way. Yeah, um, I'm still going to go. I, you know, oh, I've supported other teams in other sports and everyone goes through these these periods of, you know, look at, even if you go to soccer, you know, like look at Man United with the Glazers just now, you know, it mm. just shows you, it, it it's a cycle. You yeah. go through the bad times and you'll get to the good times. Yeah, 100%. I mean, know? I can say that being... I mean, listen, I've been a Bucks fan since um, 2007-8. Prior to last year, I only saw the Bucks in one playoff game and we lost to the New York Giants. And I literally thought each year, I'm a jinx to this team. I'm a jinx. A part of me was like, no, just forget about them. Don't worry about it. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. Like, my heart's... I've been... I can't yeah. have 10 years of my fandom wasted just because the team aren't winning and patience pays off you just don't know one year that's the beauty of the nfl things change so quickly in the space of five years you know yeah um you can turn from being worse to first and i think that's why that's what got me into the nfl you know watching the premier league and seeing the same teams over and over again i mean you're from scotland you've seen nothing but sort of rangers celtic you know, the top two, um, obviously Rangers had that blip when they obviously had to come back up, but it's literally yeah. been so one-sided and that's not what sport's about, is it? Sport's about that element of surprise and, you know, having... Yeah, like, and, and I was at Raymond James in 2019 for the Texans game. Yeah. You know, it was around about Christmas. Sure. At yeah. the end of the season. I remember and that one. I, I, that was my yeah, I watched work, that and watched that was my work Christmas party, that was my work. Yeah, I, w- I watched him throw a pick with like his first pass. Yeah, you know, and for me to be sitting there and to think that that team would be winning the Super Bowl, no, no, just a season later, you know, there was hardly there. I know it was the end of the season, near the end of the season, but there was hardly any fans there. No, there was as much Texans fans in that stadium no. as there was. Exactly, it, it was it embarrassing. You. It was embarrassing. I remember that it was my work Christmas party. It was just before Christmas. <laughs> And I remember being absolutely like, don't want to say the word, but, you know, peed out of my head. And I was just like watching it on my phone. I was like, these lot are rubbish. Like, you know, it's just crazy how things just turn around. And I honestly hope that for the Texans, because like I say, they are one of the franchises, which, you know, I think, um, you know, they've got a great fan base. They deserve it. Big city. They deserve it more than the Cowboys, man. I mean, they've, you know. You know oh, don't even say that yeah. word. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They deserve, they deserve success. Uh, the the Texans. There's only one team in Texas, sir. Exactly. So, 
that's what we want to be doing. We want to be following, you know, the underdog here. And hope you know, at least we play in a division where you have to actually win it to get to the playoffs. You know, yeah. you have to have a winning record. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, their teams don't look any better now, do they? In that division, no. But, um, not at all. Randomly, who, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Um, or AFC, you know, this year. Um, kind of hard to write you guys off again. I think you'll be there or there about. Yeah, it's hard to win it again, you know, though, isn't it? It's tough. Back. Very tough. tough to do it again. And I think everyone's been saying the road to the, the Super Bowl in the AFC is still through the Chiefs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, either two of that teams could, could, could be back there. You know, they're just so, they're so strong. Eh? Yeah. They're just, they're just so so tough, and if you if you're away at Arrowhead, you know yeah. that and that stadium will be full again. You know everyone had the chance to get it when it was yeah. empty. Now it will be full again. So yeah, it's been yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. interesting one. Well, now really appreciate you coming on um, the podcast. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Just um, if they want to sort of link you up, any Texans fans may want to message you. What, what yeah. You can find uh, my personal page at the one handle. That's what underscores between uh, the and handle. Uh, also, you can get us on at Texans UK on yeah. Twitter as well. Um, I am the face behind that page, and it's just a good it's just a good page to find other Texans fans. You know, there's some great Texans content out there. Yeah. You know, um, if you're wanting like Texans based podcast it's just all all texans you know there's the turn down for what podcast that's that often gets retweeted and, and liked on there that's a good uh, podcast for just like texans just all texans talking it's and it's yeah. scottish based as well so that's, that's a great listen and uh, so yeah you can hit me up on either of those and join the texans community yeah fantastic that's what it's all about we want to create that atmosphere where you know, um, it's not just about listening to our podcast. We encourage people to listen to podcasts of their own team. There's so much content out there now, especially in the UK. Uh-huh. It's crazy with each team. So just encourage people yeah. just to, you know, give it a listen, follow, you know, other fans on social media. It's how we can get this game to grow that we love so much, you know, and, and make it, make sure that we're not in a situation where we're overlooked for any big games. But yeah, no, really appreciate you coming on today and, it's been fantastic to talk Texans and obviously the next time hopefully you know we'll um, you know there'll be another opportunity for us to have a chat during the season potentially yeah yeah I'd look forward to that and just even just to check in and see how the both teams are doing you know we can uh, we can spitball a bit more about the box as well exactly now fantastic I really appreciate you coming on today and uh, yeah have a good evening bud yeah thank you no worries take care Thank you.